I am ready as well. Wayne, are you ready? Yep. Because no one cares, Wayne. No one cares if you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Funny Books with Aaron, Polly, and Wayne. I'm Aaron. This is Paul. This is Wayne. I'd like to point out that in order to get ready for the show, I've got to be hurtful to Wayne as we start. You know, that is that is how, you know, it's like I stab him a little bit and that in, in, infuses me with my Aaron energy That's... to begin the show. <laughs> That's why I miss, miss Andrew and uh, Tim being on here. They were a layer between. Right. <laughs> Protection for Wayne. That's right. Human shields. Hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a, a couple of big releases t- to talk about. You know, some of the biggest releases since comics have started release uh, coming out in stores again. Um, but before we get into those, uh, I, the, the, there was an announcement this week, actually, as at the time of this recording, I think it might have been yesterday, that Walmart and DC Comics are changing their model um, for their the, the comics that they sell in stores. Um, so instead of the comics being, you know, the 100-page the, the giant program that they had, they will instead be releasing four packs of comics, um, recently released comics, uh, you know, and they will come with special backer boards, uh, you know, so they'll be bagged and boarded comics, um, starting them young, I guess, uh, but the back, but the, the boards will be, um, will feature art from Ivan Reese. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up, and if you want, if you're curious about what the art looks like, it's on our Instagram feed, uh, IOM Geek. Is looking at the art, I'm noticing some subtle changes to some of the characters um, than we're used to seeing. Wonder Woman's costume looks a little bit different. Aquaman is back to his uh, iconic view. We don't have Hal Jordan. Instead, we have Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz. Um, you know, Batman's costume doesn't have the purple in the cape anymore. Or maybe it does. It's hard to tell in the picture. Um, yeah, it's still got that really irritating yellow outline to the bat does. symbol, though. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is, I'm one, you know, we were recently, you know, it was never officially announced, but, you know, it was recently in the rumor mill that DC canceled their 5G program. You know, right. The, you know, the build up to 5G. Uh, you know, they announced that free comic book day uh, books would be coming out over the summer. And not surprisingly, the DC book, which was Generation Zero, is not in it. Um, it's not part of the program that, that's coming out this summer, probably because it's a diamond. Um, you know, free comic book day is a diamond thing. But um, you know, they, they, they said that DC kind of just got cold feet about changing Batman to Luke Fox and Superman to Jonathan Kent and Wonder Woman to, I guess, I don't even think Wonder Woman was supposed to be Donna Troy, but, you know, they were just going to, you know, move it over to the next generation of characters and DC got cold feet and has changed it to what we don't know yet. But I'm wondering if this art from Ivan Reese is indicative of post-Death Metal DCU. Um do you yeah. think death metal is going to change? Is it is it a crisis event? Is it going to change the landscape? I, get that I think impression. it definitely is. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was that? I'm sorry. I think it definitely is. I think it's what it's being built up as right now. Yeah, I definitely think that death metal will change the landscape of the DC universe. Um, I think that was you know I think the intent was that it would lead into 5G, um, and you know they they've had to do some repurposing based on the way it's yeah the way things are going. Um, because yeah, 5G all, was supposed to come out at the end of it. All across the DC books right now, we're seeing story after story about 
the characters finding out about these crises. And right. it seems like that's leading into death metal as being kind of a an answer to the crisis. Yeah, that so, right now everything's so convoluted that they're going to do death metal and clean it all up so it won't be so confusing. Yeah, we're not going to talk about them, but Action Comics and Just and Young Justice both referenced the DC Absolutely. universe constantly rebooting itself, right? Yeah, and and even though we're not talking about it, uh, Young Justice this week had a whole piece on you know why different people remember the prior universes mm-hmm. and others don't. And uh, leading into the next issue of Young Justice, uh, there is apparently a great big secret about Bart Allen. Yes. So, uh, so I do think so, we're seeing the the. Threads. But we're not talking about Young Justice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think we're seeing the threads. And looking at this, you know, it occurred to me this morning. I'm like, hmm. I, and it, it wasn't so much the the inclusion of Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz. It was Aquaman that did mm-hmm. it for me because that is not the Aquaman that is currently in the DC books. Right. Um, and hasn't been for an, you know for a few years now. Um, same with Wonder Woman. Like the the costume's different on Wonder Woman. I'm just wondering if this is indicative of we're going to see a a refresh back to core concept of these characters post death metal. Yeah, I am uh, happy to see Jessica Cruz there because I love that character, and I know she's gotten a lot of attention specifically because of the the DC movie was a Justice League versus the Fatal Five? Yeah. Yes. And then after that, the uh, Lego Aquaman did a huge focus on her. And I enjoy Simon Baz as well. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, it's been a long time since I've enjoyed Hal Jordan. Um, And and so I, you know, I am not a a great big Green Lantern fan. I tend to enjoy Green Lantern, but I, I, you know, I can take or leave Hal Jordan. Uh, And so it's, it's nice to see the prominence, you know, if this is signaling what uh, DC is going to look like on the other side of death metal. I like the idea of uh, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz being the, uh, the lead green lanterns. Yeah. I've always been a big, I'm, I'm a Kyle guy. Cause that's yeah. when I started reading green lantern, Kyle was the only green lantern. Jessica Cruz has really run won me over. And part of it is dealing with the anxiety. That's something I yeah. can relate to. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to be a Kyle guy when I don't feel like there's been a good Kyle story in just a very, very, very long time. Yeah, if you get my Kyle fix, I have to go back to the 90s. Exactly, exactly. And read a Ron Mars book. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, just a theory, you know, we'll find out. I I am sure solicitations for September came out uh, this past week for DC. And I think that was Death Metal issue three or four. So we're still probably two months out from understanding what the landscape of the dc universe will look like post death metal we're starting to see some of the marvel stuff creep in um you know we're starting to see iron you know new number ones from marvel coming in september like a new iron man number one things like that um but i i would i'm very curious especially we're about to talk about it uh you know we dark knight's death metal actually let's just go ahead and go into it because last week we aaron and i went into kind of this well, I don't know. All three of us. <laughs> um, sometimes I forget Wayne exists. <laughs> wow. It's been one of those mornings, apparently. No. Well, definitely Wayne's turn in the barrel. <laughs> no, we, we talked about um, death metal. And the reason I forgot that Wayne was, was because Wayne didn't read death metal. But we talked about kind of the road to death metal. We talked about you know, Dark Knight's metal. We talked about everything leading up to that. Everything that's happened since. And now death metal number one is coming out. Um, 
and one of the you know on the very first on the third page it says you know the dcu and it puts in parentheses yes the real dcu um because reality has changed uh you know after the events of scott snyder's justice league run um you know the 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 batman who laughs and perpetua have taken over earth and have essentially it, it has a very house of m vibe to it in that you know the the batman who laughs has brought on his soldiers different batman from different universes and you know some of our favorite characters are kind of the heads of their own lands in the dc universe including wonder woman who is the leader or i don't leader head whatever um of hell um which used to be themiscara but now it's hell so aaron and i both read death metal wayne decided to abstain from the death metal aaron what'd you think I got to tell you, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by this book. I, you know, you and I were uh, rather critical of the uh, prior series. Yeah. You know, you can certainly listen to to our synopsis of that in last week's episode. Um, I had a lot of problems with it. And, you know, enjoyed some things, but overall, I, I felt like that that uh, original metal series was, uh, was was sort of a mess. And although this is a first issue and, you know, first issues, you know, promise a lot and then you got to wait and see if they deliver. I liked the setup in this book. Um, I, I, I liked the artwork. I liked some of the gags in it. Um, I there are there's just a lot to like here. Um, I like how well thought out some of where the characters are uh has been plotted you know i i i got a i got a big kick out of uh you know you in metal we're presented with these you know alternate dark universe batman right Mm -hmm. and so one of the alternate dark universe batman is uh batman is a dinosaur or the b-rex and you know the the idea is that before the uh bat cave uh collapsed in ruin in this universe Bruce Wayne projected himself uh, via some sort of bat technology into the robot dinosaur in his cave. So he possesses the body of his robot dinosaur, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Mm-hmm. And I, I got a big kick out of that in this book. Yeah, there's a lot to like about this book. Um, you know, the not just the B-Rex, but there's a, you know, a scene, and I don't want to spoil it, um, but... I mean, I guess we're going to. We're going to end up spoiling a lot of this book anyway. So, spoiler warnings on. Um, there's a scene with Revolutionary War soldiers and black and mm-hmm. the Black Lantern ring. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was awesome. Oh yeah, no, it was terrific. <laughs> I just thought Again, that was so cool. Is a lot of the plotting and uh, you know the 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 strategy. You know, I I really feel like much more so than in the prior book. Scott Snyder put himself in the heads of these characters, mm-hmm. you know, and I think he just did a, a marvelous job of, of, you know, strategizing based on known components of the DC universe. It's not just, you know, creating a MacGuffin. It is, you know, using the tools that are already present. And that just feels so satisfying and, and makes it feel like a story in the universe that we live in. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, it, using those tools that are present, and I just I, I I super enjoyed it. I enjoyed the appearance of Wally West as Metron. You mm-hmm. know, when we you know I, I I got a big kick out of that, and so much of 
of what Scott Snyder has pulled together from all the various uh, crisis events and and putting it together here and explaining it. And yeah, Scott Snyder's a little wordy. Made sense. You know, I, I like how the math is coming out, you know. Yeah. Um, I got a kick out of this book. I, I think I think it's a strong, strong book. Uh, you know, I, I am disappointed to find out today that uh, there was going to be a two-page uh, B-Rex story by Warren Ellis yeah. uh, that we found out, I guess, last night that it's been canceled by DC due to some allegations uh, that were made against Warren Ellis earlier this week. And, you know, the news is still developing around that. And we won't spend any time talking about it here, but that story has been canceled. And I hate to see that. Yeah. I well, wonder if the replacement will be the same character's origin. Like, will they get someone else to do the exact same story, or is it a completely different story they're going to replace it with? You know, they yeah. haven't announced yet, um, but I will say one of the biggest disappointment for me about that story is that Jim Chung was the artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but you know, Paul, I think the thing that I enjoyed the most in this book, because I am, I am a huge fan of DC Comics war stories, you uh-huh. know, the, the World War II comics from the day, you know, Haunted Tank and, uh, uh, you know, Sergeant Rock, et cetera, you know, the, 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 uh, the unknown soldier. Well, Sergeant Rock makes a big appearance in this book. And in fact, he starts the book, mm-hmm. right? You know, him, him talking to the troops, rallying the guys, and he just looking, looking badass and tough. <laughs> and it reveals at the end of the book that, uh, you know, you, you've been seeing him from the chest up, you know, uh, rallying the troops and shooting his gun and, you know, rah, rah. And then, uh, you know, you find out that, that he, that's all he is. He yeah. is just the, the upper torso. He is, uh, you know, and a dangling spine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is, it is uh, rather, rather gruesome. But, you know, Sergeant Rock, he, uh, he has got, uh, he is down for the fight. And yeah, we're going to have you can't kill Sergeant Rock, clearly. <laughs> so, you know, a couple quick notes on the book. There, there's one thing that I, I don't know, it, I don't want to say I didn't like, but no, I'm going to say I didn't like it. They have these, these like, chapter pages. Mm-hmm. I guess there's, you know, they're, they're just like yeah. big blue pages with, you know, just like a character picture on them. Uh-huh. I found or the them chainsaw useless. of truth. Yeah. Yeah. I found them useless. Um, I, you know, I don't know what, you know, the intent was, if it was just chapter breaks or whatever, but I don't know, like, it was just an odd choice for me. Maybe, like, visually it didn't work for me. Um, you know, there's one called Deadbeats, there's one well, called Power Chords. I feel like Deadbeats works better because there's actually narrative on that page, yeah, right? True. Whereas Power Chords and Chainsaw of Truth is just the image. Yeah. And, you know, it does feel gratuitous to have a a big hyper stylized page that really does nothing for the story. Yeah. I mean, I get it. They're chapter breaks. I don't know. Maybe it was just the, the, the use of them in the place they used them. Didn't it, it interrupted the story more than helped with the flow of the story for me. And maybe the chapter break works more effectively in, in the trade paperback. Yeah. Fair. I don't feel like it was warranted here in the single issue. Yeah. Um, other than that, that you know, there are really great moments of this book. We've mentioned a couple of them. We've mentioned the you know Wally West with the Doctor Manhattan. There's also you know another Doctor Manhattan tease. 
Um, you know, the, the, the coda of this book is that everything matters. So you will see references to Doomsday Clock. You'll see references to previous crises. You'll see, yep. you know, basically everything happens, uh, has happened. And, you know, they, they're, they're trying to, to really kind of tie it all together somehow. Um, and I, I like that, you know, it, it's something that we've not seen. And, you know, what, what the, they, they come to the realization at the end of the book after just, again spoiler warnings on after woman wonder woman takes out the batman who laughs like not knocks him down like wonder woman kills the batman who laughs in this book um you know they they decide that the way to you know wonder woman and wally west have to figure out how to create anti-crises anti-crises basically to undo the crisis the the previous crises so that it all matters it's it's mm-hmm. it's you know it's a really interesting concept so i i actually think what we'll see is funny enough kind of like the avengers uh endgame movie i think we'll see them revisit points in dc history and previous crises um events throughout the yeah series. i think th- and i think that'll be fun yeah i think so I'm i think they're gonna have a lot that. of fun with the book it the the book is yeah it looks doom and gloomy because it's got that gray capullo art but it, yeah. it is a fun book. Yeah, I, and I I feel much more so than than the prior series. They're having fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the last series, and I don't know if that was if that was Scott Snyder doing this to himself, or it was because of editorial mandate. But it felt like they got really bogged down, uh, you know, in the chasing the thing stories. Um, I, it this book again first issue so there's a lot of room for them to fuck this up <laughs> uh, but it really felt like they're just having a good time that they they've thought about what the story they want to tell they're effectively t- telling that story and they've sort of laid out you know what what the promises are and now the the, the thing is is can they deliver you know they've given us a good first issue let's see where they go from here so, Aaron, at the end of the book, Sir. there's an ad for the Green Lantern 80th Anniversary 100-page spectacular. Are you? Uh-huh. How are you feeling on that one? I know we've talked about the 80th Anniversary books. I'm not a big fan of the 80th Anniversary books. However, uh, the fact that it's not just a Hal Jordan 80th Anniversary that they have, you know, all the lanterns sort of represented, particularly. Uh, uh, the Justice Society uh, Green Lantern, yep. uh, who is not really a Green Lantern of Oa. You know, he's his, his power is more magic based than you know science based yeah. science science in air quotes <laughs> <laughs> than uh, than Hal Jordan's ring. So I, I think I might be interested. Um, it's got a murderer's row of talent on the book. Yeah, Ron Mars yeah. is on yeah. it with uh, Daryl Banks. Well, and that's, that's what I was about to say. That's why I'm in because Ron Mars is in there. Yeah, so and if that's Ron's a, doing a Kyle story, I'm on board. And it is a Kyle story. Mm-hmm. He talked about it in the interview that we had with him recently. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 super interested. I mean, you've got uh, you know Mike Grell's on it, uh, Ivan Rice, uh, James Tenyon the Fourth, Colin Bunn. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, all kinds of talent on this book. And so yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I think I'm in. I think so too. Yeah. Well, every and Paul, the bat dune buggy on the uh, preview page for for next time. Yeah, looks pretty badass. I'm going to need that in a radio controlled car. (laughs) So, did anyone else get a kick out of the uh, the coronavirus ad at the beginning of some of the DC books this week? The Batman one. 
Yeah, the stay the six feet away where yeah. he's keeping Robin six feet away from him with the yeah, cape so- separating him. Socially distant, yeah. Which is funny yeah. because like it's his son. <laughs> yeah, that's why it amused me. Is that <laughs> it's because it was Batman and Damien, and he's keeping him. Okay, say six feet away from me, son. I, I have all I have enjoyed all of the DC coronavirus social distancing ads. You know, you've had you know, be like Batman, stay home in your cave. Be like Superman, stay home in your fortress of solitude. But I will say the maintain social distance with uh, Batman and Robin is the best of these. Yeah, it was. I, I I do enjoy them, and they have nice art. They you know they bring in decent artists. Yeah, no, it's good stuff. So, um, you know, not a single DC, not a single comic book I bought from DC this week was under five dollars. Um, <laughs> you know, Death Metal was was five bucks, and Strange Adventures two was five bucks, and then the final book we're talking about I think was six. Um, but you know, Strange Adventures issue two from Tom King, Mitch Jarrods, and Evan Doc Shaner came out. Uh, today, you know, after it, they they hit the uh, the delay, the coronavirus related delay after the first issue, and so it's it's been quite a while since the first issue. But uh, Adam Strange has been accused of a murder, and in this issue, Mister Terrific is brought in. Um, well, in actually, in this issue, Mister Terrific is deciding if he wants to be brought in to pursue the mystery. Yeah, it's interesting. This is an entire book. Of Mr. Terrific making the decision. And I thought that was a really interesting choice. And we get to see one of the things I, I, I'm super uh, impressed by is how entertaining uh, Tom King is able to make that. Well, and Evan Shaner as well, because, you know, Doc Shaner is a brilliant artist. But, you know, they, they, they spend all of this time with Mr. Terrific, you know, reading a book, (laughs) doing his workout, you know, uh, you know, continually being tested. Uh, you know, he, we, we learned that, that Mr. Terrific, when he's not out there, you know, fighting crime and supervillains, he has one of his, uh, T spheres, you know, quizzing him, just continually quizzing him. And he's always correct. Um, I, I thought this book was really interesting. And one of the things, and I found it timely, Paul, and I, I, I'm not sure if this element was intentional. I feel like it is because I feel like Tom King is that kind of writer. Mm-hmm. But there, you know, Batman has asked Mister Terrific to investigate the 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 mystery here uh, involving uh, Adam Strange, and of course, Adam Strange has recently published his his book, and he is he's being hailed as as you know the the next great superhero. He is on par with Superman. Everybody loves him. Everybody's like, man, that guy, he's got the right stuff. In fact, one of the one of the uh, characters in the book, you know, uh, says, you know, it's it's nice to see good things happen to good people, right? Well, as Mister Terrific is is sort of mulling over whether or not he wants to do this, he tells he tells Batman, he says, you know, there there is really no upside in this for me. Uh, he tells Batman, he says, you know. People don't like seeing someone like me take on somebody like him. And whether I decide whether I find for him or against him, it's going to be bad for me. And I really read into that the, you know, they're they're talking about the fact that he is a black man investigating a, a white, you know, person of prominence. Absolutely. And it's crazy the time we have given this was probably yeah. written six months ago. You know? Right. Well, and... It, written six months ago and probably pitched 18 months ago. Yeah. 
I mean, this is, and you know, certainly racism isn't new. No, no. But I mean, the <laughs> but, timeliness of the release of this yeah. book. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I just, I was like, wow, you know, because uh, Mr. Terrific is, you know, he's the, he's that superhero that's got fair play on his jacket, right? And he, mm. I, I don't think I've ever read a book of his, and really my experience with Mr. Terrific is through the pages of Justice Society. Race has really never been an issue with him. You know, uh, meaning meaning that I don't see hi- him taking on uh, uh, stories that are race uh, energized, right? You know, it's just you know him fighting the next bad guy, just like everybody else in the Justice League or Justice Society. So you know, when he makes that comment, I'm like, wow, you know that that's a that's a stark move, and wow, isn't this timely? And I'm so excited to read this book. I I really did very much enjoy this book. In fact, I will say I enjoyed this this issue more than I enjoyed the previous issue. Yeah, agreed. I feel like this is the issue where things started. Yeah, um, I feel like you could have wrapped up that first issue in five pages. Uh, to yeah. say, you know, Adam Strange has been accused of a murder. He asked Batman. Batman said no. Like, this is where the story starts for me. Um, yeah. You know, the Mr. Terrific pages are fantastic. And the and, and so, we, we it's been a few months since we talked about the first issue. The pages from that are adapting Adam Strange's memoir on Ron are drawn mm-hmm. by Evan Doc Shaner and are gorgeous. Yes, they um, are. But they still flow. I mean, even on the same page. Um, right with the Mitch Jared's modern day yeah. art, so this is a great book. Well, and, I'm, I'm and the Mitch to and, the, and I don't mean to to uh, reduce the importance of the Mitch Jared's art because it is gorgeous. Um, and so you see, and this is intentional, right? I mean, it's intentional in the, in the visual storytelling. You see. Adam Strange and his story that's, you know, his story occurring on Ron, uh, being really, uh, glamorized, right? You know, he, he, he is seen in an ideal state. He is hyper heroic, right? Mitch Jared's art is, is, you know, sharing a, the grittiness and the realism of Mr. Terrific while at the same time underlying uh, underlining Mr. Terrific's hyper-competence. I mean, mm-hmm. you're essentially, instead of somebody reading a dossier on Mr. Terrific talking about how, how hyper-competent he is, they show you, right? You know, they show you how, you know, number one, he is just, you know, smarter than anybody you, you, you'd ever want to meet. And he, he is physically fit he is a trained marksman he's got all these different skills and abilities you know you're like oh this guy's really kind of on par with batman minus the crazy <laughs> you know uh and they're yeah. you know and the whole time you know because you're, you're going wow this is a, a great detective story why isn't the great detective doing it meaning batman well they make the case batman's too close to it Right. Batman explains why he can't do it. And Mr. Terrific finally agrees because Mr. Terrific himself is like, you really ought to be investigating this. But I I think this book was terrific. Mm -hmm. Um, Even despite Professor Pig makes an appearance. (laughs) And uh, you know how I feel about Professor Pig. Uh, I like Professor Pig. God, I hate that guy. (laughs) But but, you know, his appearance was was, you know, tiny and we get to see batman you know knock the shit out of him yeah, so it's only two panels uh, of batman beating him up 
But I really, I super enjoyed this book. Yeah. I really did. Yeah, strong so, second um, issue. Fingers yeah. crossed that the, the the series continues. You know, at a 12-issue series, I, I currently don't know why there's 12 issues of the series. It doesn't feel like a 12-issue story to me. Um, but we'll see. You know, Tom King well, certainly has a plan. I do have one complaint about the book, Paul. Uh-oh. It never would have occurred to me, ever, ever, in all of my time reading Justice Society stories uh, with Mr. Terrific in them, that Mr. Terrific does indeed wear tidy whities <laughs> I, I was horrified to find him wearing uh, white briefs. I think I they just, may have just uh, shuffled up because he was lying down. I no, don't know. No, no. Those are, those, those, he's wearing himself some Fruit of the Looms. Uh, I am, you know, and the next time you're seeing him bed, he is, he is, uh, brief free, but, uh, yeah, he, he, but I, I'm just horrified, horrified, uh, <laughs> <laughs> more horrified by the briefs than by the bear, Mr. Terrific, butt. no, I'm, I'm all about the bear, Mr. Terrific, butt. I, I, <laughs> but I am horrified by the, uh, tidy whities. Yeah. Well, the the last book that we're, we wanted to talk about this week is Wonder Woman Dead Earth, um, the third chapter of the DC Black Label prestige format series from Darren Warren Johnson, uh, colored by Mike Spicer. I don't know that we've talked about any prior issue on the podcast. I could pretty be sure wrong. we haven't. Um, you know, I because I read it weeks after it came out because no one else was reading it. Yeah, I was reading, it, but I didn't mention I was reading it. And so we finally, you know, coordinated, and then, like, you know, we, we Wayne and I share a mutual love for the first two issues, and then issue three finally came out, and it says issue, f- which I thought issue three was the end, but uh, I, I was wrong. But yeah, definitely it, not the end. No. Um, issue four comes out in October, so I guess it's maybe a quarterly book, or maybe it's experiencing delays because of, you know, COVID-19. I don't know what the original intended plan was, but it's, you know, it's not even bi-monthly, it's you know, kind of this extended release schedule. Yeah, so the setup for this book, it's Wonder Woman waking up in a post-apocalyptic world where nukes have been dropped, there are mutated creatures out there, there's not much of humanity left, there's no other heroes left. And a lot of these type books, I tend to wait and buy them in trade because they don't seem to go very well as individual issues versus reading them all together. This one has been really strong as individual issues because each issue seems to have a different theme to it. Yeah, you know, they, well, I think that's, you know, because they have this prestige format, you know, 48 page, uh, you know, issue, you know, format to the book. I think they can have like individual stories, but also kind of, you know, this this overlapping arc. So the first issue was really about Wonder Woman understanding the world she's become you know to come to live in the second is about her kind of interacting with other people in the landscape and what happens and you know kind of the these giant creatures that attack and in this issue you you get an understanding of what caused the world to become the world it is as of this book and uh you find out that it it kind of was because of wonder woman um so a a lot happens in this book including i'm gonna say this is i don't know if i'm going to have a bigger holy shit moment this year than what (laughs) happened in this book yeah the last couple panels i mean because 
it was already shocking. You, she makes a trip up to, and we're going to spoil some things here. Yeah. She makes a trip up to the Fortress of Solitude because all of the other heroes aren't around. They're long dead. But Superman, she doesn't know. And Superman could still be alive. And apparently people had been, you know, as the world got worse and worse, people gathered outside the Fortress of Solitude begging for Superman to come out and save them. And they, when they get there, there are piles of bodies with signs and things where they had been waiting for Superman. And like that is so powerful to see, just mm-hmm. like the people demanding it. And you start to wonder, did Superman turn his back on humanity because humanity dropped the nukes? And that's not what happened. Yeah, actually. So, you know, as a rewind, what you find out in this book is that um, Themyscira, you know, the with the rising ocean waters... Um, that were, you know, the, with the rising ocean water, Samascara was basically going to be wiped off the map. It was going to be flooded. And so they tried to negotiate with man's world to, to change, right? Um, and it went poorly. And, you know, it, it, it ended up resulting in war between Themyscira and, you know, man's world. And nukes were launched and were... Uh, thankfully against Themyscira and were unfortunately not able to be stopped um and Wonder Woman and Superman go basically to battle with each other and their battle is so intense that it essentially causes Armageddon throughout the world um yeah you know it's called the Great Fire yeah this isn't the Wonder Woman that we've regularly read this is a Wonder Woman who's has such power that it's overwhelming and she can't stop from the power lashing out. So her bracelets were containing her power. Yeah. Like they, they you know, it, it's a, the, the bracelets are, are about inhibiting that power because when, you know, she's at full strength, she's also kind of off her rocker. Um, and so when her, she removes the bracelets and goes to war with Superman it genuinely just like destroys the world and and what you find out in this book is that the giant monsters or the creatures that wonder woman has been fighting this whole time and killing are mutated themiscarians and when she finds that out uh you know she she kind of just you know she 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 goes off on her own for a bit and that's what leads her over to to superman and and seeking his counsel um but when you find out that you know, when she remembers what happened between them. Um, so Wonder Woman basically murders the shit out of Superman. <laughs> Punch, yeah. Like, like that, you know, th- this happened, you know, way back when. She finds his body when she goes to the Fortress of Solitude and remembers yeah. that she took fist kryptonite. through the chest. Yeah, Injustice style. Um, fist through the chest of Superman. Well, he had it coming. He did. Um <laughs> So, you know, but she's remorseful and Cheetah is with her and, you know, they, 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 she, she wants to figure out a way to, to fight back and, and help the world again. And so I'll let Wayne tell the story of the ending. Yeah. So there is a Superman robot there that Batman has set up that has uh, some of Clark's memories. Batman was the one that pulled Wonder Woman out and put her in a pod to 
basically healer and take her to the future. And he's been pulling the strings, trying to trying to prepare for this moment. So she finds Superman's body. And as she decides she needs a weapon to fight, the strongest thing she can think of is she takes her lasso, rips out Superman's spine and skull, and strings her magic lasso through his spine to use it like a, like a flail. Oh my god. So her weapon is <laughs> Superman's skull around her lasso and his oh. spine. Oh. I know hearing it, it, it sounds a little moment. like, oh, to, to you, Aaron, it was a badass moment in the book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the art you know, is... Don't you- don't you want that moment where, you know, the the DCU regular Superman hears about this story? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the hell? Doesn't that make things awkward between him and Diana? A little bit. Um, yeah. I love this book. I love this book. I can't wait for issue four. The art is gorgeous. The story is fantastic. It is just... Uh, I, I cannot recommend it enough. I know it's not cheap. I think it's five ninety nine or six ninety nine per issue um, because it's oversized. Um, but the early issues are on sale. Are yeah. they at least they're they're marked down, so they're not quite as completely expensive. But huge recommendation on this book. Um, I and Aaron, I actually think you would like it. But I, it wait. sounds like it, it sounds like a book I'll enjoy. I'll, I'll probably pick it up when it's collected. Yeah. All right. Lots of stuff well, coming hey, out this week. Before we jump out uh-huh. and uh, and exit the show, I, I do want to uh, pimp something we're working on uh-huh. on our other podcast, uh, Star Trek with Aaron and <laughs> oh my Polly. We're so excited about this idea. I am super excited about it. You know, we have a feature here uh, that that re- reappears from time to time on uh, Funny Books with Aaron and Polly, in which we we talk about what if we were writing a given comic book. And uh, Paul and I had a conversation this week, and we are uh, producing an episode called What If We Wrote and Directed Star Trek Generations? So uh, be looking for that uh, coming up before too long in our Star Trek with Aaron and Polly feed. But hey, Paul. Yes, sir. We want to we know what's coming out next week. Well, with comics back on the map and being released normally we have once in future issue eight finally back on the books from kieran gillen and dan mora uh, and it's boom studios been so long <laughs> yeah i honestly didn't realize that they were on issue eight for some reason I, I i guess issue seven was the previous issue yeah looking at it yeah, yeah. yeah. um so yeah I, uh, issue eight comes out next week from dc comics we get plunge number four Thank God. Uh, now that one we didn't really read until the virus, <laughs> until right. comics stopped being printed. So we're not too far behind on that one, but I'm very much looking forward to issue four. Yeah. Uh, for Marvel Comics, Thor number five, finally, uh, you know, uh, coming out. Um, also from Marvel Comics, Empire issue zero. Um, you know, Wayne, I know you've I know, been looking forward to this. Yes, very much. Yeah, th- so there's three, there's two issue zeros, one focusing on the Avengers, one focusing on the Fantastic Four. The one coming out next week is the Avengers-focused book, written by Al Ewing, art by Pepe Larraz. Um, and finally, from DC Comics, we have that Green Lantern 80th Anniversary 100-page Super Spectacular coming out. Uh, $9.99, 100-page. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that one as well. I am very happy that the DC books come out on Tuesdays to give me an extra day to read before we record. Yeah, especially with their hundred page, especially because they have like a hundred page book a week almost. It right. seems. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, hey, uh, we want to know what uh, you thought of this week's books and what you're excited about for next week. Give us a call at 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the show, you'll win a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise. You can also hit us up on social media, IOM Geek on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're curious about that Ivan Reese artwork I was talking about earlier in the podcast, um, that is at our Instagram, IOM Geek on Instagram. Very exciting. All right, guys. Well, let's do it all over again next week, this time with a Marvel book. Maybe. That's crazy. Ta- that's crazy town is what that is. <laughs> I didn't buy any this week. I, nor did I. <laughs> but I'm but I'm down for Empire number zero. So uh, we'll have that next week. Ah, uh, I'll think about it. Yeah, you're in. You're in, buddy. <laughs> How about that? Because you want to tag buddy on there, it sounds more threatening. It does, it? It buddy. Really does. Buddy. Yeah. Buddy. All right, buddy. We'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.